Welcome to Weight Loss Made Simple. I'm Dr. Stacy Heimberger, a physician and advanced certified weight loss coach. If you're on a mission to not only lose weight, but also transform your health and wellness, you've landed in the perfect spot. Forget about restrictive, trendy diets. We're cutting through the noise and zeroing in on two fundamental pillars that will empower you to achieve lasting weight loss. So if you're ready to transform your life, let's dive in. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a special Valentine's Day edition of Weight Loss Made Simple. Today, I want to tackle a topic in our weight loss journey about this idea of tough love and the impact that that can have versus self-compassion. It is almost an old wives' tale, if you ask me at this point, that tough love is motivating, but it shocks me how many of my clients really feel like this will work. This is something we've all tried at some point. Maybe we even got tough love messaging about our weight loss from our peers, our friends, our family, and maybe it even seemed to work at some point in the past. Knowing what I know now, and how our thoughts create our feelings, and those are what create our actions, I'm more convinced than ever that tough love sabotages our weight loss goals. So I want to walk you through this today because I think it's pretty important. And I thought Valentine's Day would be an appropriate time to talk about it. So we've all heard some common tough love statements. No pain, no gain. You're not trying hard enough. No excuses, just results. You have to sacrifice for progress. Failure is not an option. I just need more willpower. I just need to be more disciplined. I'm just weak. I need to be strong and resist temptations. Let me tell you about what negative self-talk can do. There's actually some pretty well-researched, peer-reviewed articles about this very topic and how it deals specifically with motivation. Self-critics are less self-motivated. That means their goals are less tied to their interests and their personal feelings or meanings than true for anyone else. So what that means is that self-criticism will lower our self-motivation and that obviously is negatively associated with goal progress. Okay, so that research study was published all the way back in 2007. Okay, that's a September 2007 research trial. So they found self-criticism leads to rumination and procrastination. And so any goal progress is just lost. So we have to consider changing our internal or autonomous motivation if we want to reach our goals. It's another study where they actually went in and taught people compassionate mind training. So these were people who were highly self-critical, which led to high shame. So they had some chronic difficulty with self-acceptance, self-worth. They went in and did a two-hour session 12 times teaching them compassionate mind training. You're getting like 15 minutes a week from me. I'm trying to help with this. Compassionate mind training showed significant reductions in depression, anxiety, self-criticism, shame, and feeling inferior, which led to, you can guess it, 
better motivation and more success at goal progress. Let's go back to what we've been learning the last couple of weeks about the model, and I'll show you how some of these tough love sayings play out. If we have the thought, don't be weak, just resist temptations, you might feel guilt, right? You feel guilty for giving into temptations or cravings. You might feel pressure, a lot of pressure to consistently resist temptations. Resistance can feel very tight. Your actions that are going to come from that are not joyful. Let's go stick to our meal plan, right? If we're feeling pressure and guilt and tight, we're likely going to overindulge. Our brain doesn't like that feeling. It wants to stop it. It wants to hit the easy button and get some food or some drink. It might work temporarily and over-restrict. We might over-restrict in response to these feelings, but that's unsustainable and we're going to end up binging later. No pain, no gain. Anxiety, frustration, that makes me feel anxious. If you're feeling anxious or you're feeling frustrated, those are not two feelings that are going to drive actions of sticking to your meal plan or sticking to your exercise plan. Slightly going to lead to some self-punishment, some overexertion, ignoring pain signals, overeating. Let's talk about pain for one second and how pain, specifically physical pain, can lead to overeating. After my hip surgery a couple of years ago, I was in a lot of pain and I just felt the buzz in my body. I think it was high cortisol racing around. We'll have to do an episode on cortisol. Cortisol is going to lead to overeating. It's going to increase your desire for sugary foods. It's going to interrupt your sleep. It's going to just wreck with all of your hunger hormones. So there's that with cortisol. And then this physical pain, I found myself overeating at night. When I stopped and did a model, I found the thought was, I just need a break. I had been in pain all day long. I was trying to work, so I couldn't take medicine. And I would get to the end of the day and the thought was, I just want a break. And that led to overeating. My brain was like, hey, I know how to do that. I know how to take a break from pain. We're going to get some dopamine from some food right now. And it hit the easy button. So physical pain, if we're overexerting ourselves in our exercise, because we have a thought, no pain, no gain, guess what's going to happen by the end of the day? Maybe not day one, maybe not day two. We are going to overeat. You're not trying hard enough. What a poisonous thought. I challenge you to tell me that thinking the thought, you're not trying hard enough, leads to any positive feeling that would lead you to positive, motivating type actions. I dare you, please. You would be the unicorn of all unicorns. Saying to yourself, you're not trying hard enough, will lead to shame, inadequacy. You will 100% overeat. You will not be motivated to stick to your meal plan. You will not do something nice for yourself, like planning dinners for the week. You won't do any of that because you're going to be feeling like a piece of crap because you're telling yourself you're not trying hard enough. I think you get the point. The consequences of negative self-talk are not motivation. Tough love is not going to get you to your goal. It does not work. I have just told you exactly why. So what do we do about it? If we've been trying this tough love 
for a while, it's going to be what comes up first. It's not a problem. We just have to recognize it and change it. So when we have some of these thoughts that we've thought so many times, a way to change them is to break it open a little bit, right? I find these thoughts that we've thought all the time or a million times, they feel very solid to me. So very visual. They feel like a brick. So what we want to do is take that brick and start chipping some holes in it. And so a way that I like to do that is that we add on like a little qualifier at the end. So if the thought is you're not trying hard enough, we could say something like, when that comes up, you're not trying hard enough, but I'm trying something new. So this very rigid, you're not trying hard enough, we just add the word but but I'm trying something new. I'm trying something new feels much lighter, feels much more motivating. Like I'm willing to try something. I'm willing to do something nice for myself. I'm willing to meal plan. I'm willing to go to the gym. You're not trying hard enough does not feel that way. But just adding that little qualifier, but I'm learning a new way, but I'm willing to try. Sometimes I like to interrupt it and say, Well, I used to think that, but the truth is I am trying hard enough. And then maybe I need to go into my brain and ask my brain all the ways I've been trying and make a little list. So what we're doing in that example is that we're taking that brick thought and then we're really checking in, is that true? And if it's not 100% true, we want to debunk it. So if I have the thought, you're not trying hard enough and I'm trying to motivate myself, it's not going to work. But if I take that thought, you're not trying hard enough, and I really think about it, that's never 100% true. And so we need to start chipping away at the validity of that statement. We need to find the false in that statement. And we do that by making a list of all the ways I am trying. That's not true. I'm listening to Stacy's podcast. I'm making a meal plan. I'm paying attention to this thought. I am trying. I am trying hard and we'll see if it's enough. And or but are the two best words to put at the end of some of these sentences. It's not true that I'm not trying hard enough. I am trying and we'll see if it's enough. I'll keep trying until it is enough. Self-love is very motivating. When we do this work and feel worthy of love, we can start looking at the actions we want to take to lose weight as something that is nice and loving for ourselves. I'm not restricting how much I eat. I'm only giving my body what it needs, which is much nicer to my body than overfeeding it. I'm not going to the gym to no pain, no gain myself into fitness. I'm going to the gym because it feels good to move my body and I want to be able to walk when I'm 75. And so what a nice thing that I'm doing for myself. We have to counteract self-criticism with self-care. We have to examine our self-critical, tough love statements. We need to add a qualifier or just debunk them and change them into something that's nice for us. If we are confused about what to eat, instead of thinking, I need to be hungry, what's punishing What's tough love here? Is the salad tough love? I'll pick that. We need to think, what would feel best in my body? What would give me fuel? What would feel good? What won't make my stomach hurt later? If that's the salad, then that's what we eat. We have to flip the script on this. 
Research shows self-criticism will interfere with your goal progress. Research shows compassionate self-talk will help get you to your goal. It will help with your goal progress. So we're going to hear these negative self-talk things. We're going to try and go to tough love because it's what we've known. But you have now learned here today that will not work. So when we hear it, we change it. We replace self-criticism with self-love. We go from blocking our goal progress to enhancing our chances of reaching our goal. And we do that all by asking ourselves, what's the most loving thing I can do for myself today? So I hope this was helpful for you on Valentine's Day. Be your own best Valentine because you are amazing. And when you hear these little negative Nancy thoughts, just tell them to shut up, okay? Self-criticism, we're gonna turn it to self-love. We are gonna get to our goal weight because it's what we deserve. Please have a most loving week and I will talk to you next time. Thanks, bye. Thank you for listening. Remember, weight loss can be simple if you focus on mindfulness and self-care. If you're ready to jumpstart your weight loss journey, visit me at www.sugarfreemd.com forward slash two pound. That's the number two and the word pound. Schedule a free two pound plan call. We'll work together to create a personalized plan for you to lose two pounds in one week. Until then, see you in the next episode.